It's a, it's a really similar or very uh, 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 text that a lot of preachers use at Thanksgiving, though I've never preached it. Uh, but let, let me just read the text to you real quick, uh, and then we'll go through it. Uh, but, but I want you to hear um, just how important this issue of being grateful and thankful is, and the fact that God is the one that does that. In Luke chapter 17, verse 12 to 19, as he enters, this is Jesus, as he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't uh, any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. And oftentimes a preacher would read that text and go through a little commentary and say, are you the one or are you the nine? And uh, make sure to be thankful and say happy Thanksgiving and get on down the road. And there's some, some really good truth to that. But I want to just talk about the context just a little bit about this text and what it's talking about. You know, Jesus and his disciples, they're going from, from Galilee. They're going down south and up, 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 up towards Jerusalem. Uh, and they're going through Samaria. It's always awesome because... Uh, a lot of folks would go around Samaria, but Jesus doesn't do that. He goes right to where the, the hurting people are, especially with the Samaritans. There were seen to be unclean, sinful people, and Jesus had no problem being amongst them, and he went right there. And so he goes to that place, but then these, these lepers come out. And, and, and this, this is just some quick context I wanted to give you about what did it mean to be a leper. Uh, and and there's still leprosy in the world and in different parts of the world that it can be treated now, but, but back then it was very common. Leprosy is caused by a bacterial, uh, bacteria infection similar to tuberculosis, but, but it has uh, unique and, and terrible differences. It, it actually reprograms the body on a cellular level so that the, the body actually ends up attacking itself. It, it causes the pigment in your skin and in your hair uh, to change color. There are these sores that come up all over your body, and it takes them sometimes months and months to heal up. It literally causes the flesh to rot on your own body, leaving the body vulnerable to severe and sometimes fatal infections. The loss of, of, sen of sensation in the nerve endings, a se severe degradation of muscle response, and, and it can take 30 years to run its course. And normally when it runs its course, it means, it means death. Now, that, that, that's, just the, that's just the physical effects of of, of leprosy. You can think about these guys as they were responding when Jesus showed up, but listen to the other effects of leprosy. Le lepers were, were cut off from the people at, at the first sign of the disease because it was so contagious. Le a leper was immediately quarantined outside of the city and removed from the family and the community. A, a leper would never embrace his family again, never play with his children or gather his grandchildren to himself. It, it was just simply too risky uh, that, that it could spread. Lepers were required by the law to announce their presence far away at a distance from those that, are, that were approaching and say, unclean, unclean. All human contact was severed except for the sad camaraderie of fellow untouchables. These deacons, these deacons, these lepers... <laughs> 
Freudian Victor Smith. These lepers, these lepers, their life was completely devastated. Okay? And so whenever they heard that Jesus was coming through town, uh, they perked up. They were very excited because they had heard about Jesus. They had heard about what he had been doing. Jesus brings about hope. And, and uh, let me tell you, church, and like I said, this is the church. There's a building down there at 325 West College. That's a building that faithful people built 50, over 50 years ago. But this is the church right here. And, and brothers and sisters in Christ, whenever we go out, the Bible describes us as the body of Christ. One individual part of it. And, and we show the world who Jesus is through how we live and how we serve uh, Him. And so we should give people hope as they see us and how we serve. That's the picture of Scripture. But Jesus gives people hope. I hope uh, if you're a guest today, you to hear the, this one story about our church and how God brought it back. I hope it gives you hope. But it's a, it's a picture of many different people brought back to life, just like the church. But, but when Jesus came, these, these lepers were excited. They were, they were overjoyed by the fact that Jesus was coming. And so they had, they, had, they had heard of Jesus and they had hope. But just I want you to just pay, a, just pay a quick notice here. It says there, um, um, whenever they, they, they saw him coming, they stood at a distance and raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, go and show yourselves to the priest. Now I think it's really important in this text. Whenever uh, they saw Jesus, they cried out for help, and he immediately told them to go. He didn't immediately say, he didn't like just heal them right there. He just didn't like perform a miracle and just do something. He said, go. And, and the reason they had to go show themselves to the priest is the priests, they were the gatekeeper of society. Uh, not, not just the religious part of it, but everything else. If you had leprosy, you had to go and show a priest if you thought you were healed. He would inspect you and look you over and say, okay, you're good to go back into the community. So he said, go show them yourself to the priest. And so they, they just immediately went because they knew what Jesus had done. They knew, that maybe they didn't know that you know, his claims of divinity, but, but they, they knew enough about God. They knew enough about Jesus to know that he was from God. A lot of these, a lot of these fellows and, and these stories in the Gospels talk about that. They, they knew Jesus was, was from God. And so he said, just go and do it. So they left. And then it says, as they went, they were healed. Just to take a quick break from the story, I just want to say something really, really very important here, okay? There are way too many folks in our culture Okay? In our community that have struggles and issues simply because they do not obey the Word of God. Uh, it doesn't even mean they're, they're you know, they, they may or may not be a Christian, but I just want you to know if you've got struggles, if you've got issues going on, it starts with being obedient. It's, 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 not, it's not about, you know, you know, you know if, if I can get this condition met. Uh, that I'll do what you want me to do, God. God has given us clear instruction on what He wants from us to do. He wants us to live within a relationship, but He also just, it's very plain and simple as you get into the Word of God, especially a lot of the issues that we've not struggled with. I don't know where you are at, but, but, but undoubtedly, there are far too many that put conditions on following God, on doing what He said. And whenever we think about a, a guy like Noah, okay? 
God told Noah to build an ark because there was a disaster coming. And so Noah didn't say, okay, I'm going to wait for the storm clouds to build up and I'm going to get after it. No, he, he was faithful for years building that ark. He, God told Abram, you go to a land that I'm going to show you. He didn't even know exactly where he was going. Take up your family and go. And so he went. And, and, and so they were obedient. I'm so glad to hear the story about Jay. I, I can only imagine a conversation he must have had with Julie about wanting about needing to stay in this church. As it was struggling, going through all this turmoil. That is why there are so many churches that shut down. There are too many people that just said, you know what? <laughs> it, it, there, there's some conditions here. I have to have this certain type of music in order for me to plug in. I have to have this certain type of preaching, this certain length of time. Or, or and you, you just think of the things just in your own personal life what keeps you from being obedient to God. But, but God wants us to be obedient to him, no matter what, and not 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 set up these preconceived notions. But 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 anyway, so the, these these fellows, whenever Jesus said go, they just went. Okay, and, and, and I, I don't know who first noticed the change. I, I don't know as they were leaving. As soon as Jesus said go, they just turned around and they were limping off and pulling themselves along. And, you know, and, uh, you know, that, this this might make too much light of it. You remember that that cartoon Peanuts? You know, with old Charlie Brown. You know, remember that guy? that just had that big old cloud of funk around them, you know, these guys did not smell good, okay? And so they just take off, and it, it just, they're taking it all with them. But as they go, I don't know who saw it first. I, I, I don't know uh, who the first one to, to maybe it was the first one that noticed all of a sudden that, you know, uh, the pigment in his skin came back, or his, or his arm hair turned black again. Um, maybe it was maybe maybe it was the first one that realized that they didn't smell of death anymore. That was gone for the first time in years. Maybe it's the fellow that was missing three toes and all of a sudden realized they were back. I mean, but, but I, I do know this about these fellows: is they were going and they, they, they were eventually healed. I, I know that they were filled with joy. They were filled with laughter. That they, they were excited because they were finally going to get to go. And see their loved ones again. It wasn't just the healing they experienced. But that, I mean, they were just overcome with what God had done. Because they simply obeyed what God said. But here's the other thing too. As you look at this text, it doesn't necessarily mean that these fellows had it all right with God. Okay? Because 1 Chronicles 29.12 says, Riches and honor come from you. And you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it, it, it is in your hand to make great and give strength to all. God is the one that offers blessings. God is the one that gives blessing indiscriminately. Uh, but, but also, there's so many people today that have a particular idea of what God's blessing is. And if your idea of, the, of God's blessing is just isolated to wealth or position or status in the community, uh, you know what? I, I, I think that, that there's no wonder that our that our, our 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 faith in Christianity struggles so much in this culture. But 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 that, that is not all that blessing is, because the, the truth is is that the, the the righteous and the unrighteous they both prosper on the earth, especially as we come to this time of Thanksgiving. I'm sure every single one of us can sit back and think about struggles and issues that we have. And, and, you know, and, and they're real. Sometimes they're very painful, especially in the holiday times as we have, as we have loss. And remember those we don't have with us anymore. 
But I, I just want to remind you, especially as we look at this story, that you know, number one, you know, we, we, we got these boxes filled with these gifts, these orphans around the world. They're not all orphans, but many of them are in those situations. You think about just how well off we are in this generation. Um, but still, there's way too many of us, if we're really honest, if we're really honest, and we think about blessing, we, we sit back sometimes and look and, and we question uh, and we say, you know, what? why does old so-and-so have it all so good? I, I, I know what he does with his time on the weekends. I know what, what, what you know, what, what he did last year, or what his family's into, or, or we, we compare ourselves so much, uh, so much, though we have so much to, to be thankful for. Um, but I, I just want you to just pause for a moment and think about this, especially my brothers and sisters in Christ. We should not be comparing ourselves and questioning God's blessing by what other people have and we think that we don't. No, we should actually ask ourselves this question. Not, not why God does so-and-so have it all together or why does so-and-so not struggle. We should ask ourselves the question, Oh God, why have you not struck me dead for the evil and the sin in my own personal individual heart? Because here's the deal. God judges everyone. God also gives blessing to everyone, but we are every single one of us live under God's common grace. And, and we are here for a reason, to be a blessing and to have gratitude. And, and, and I, I, just, I, just, I just hope that you'll reflect this year, even though if things are hard and you have struggle in your life, I, I pray and I hope that you will reflect on how good God is, no matter the circumstances you're in. Just the fact that you have air in your lungs, so here to be a part of this great group of people, I, I tell you, I'm thankful to be numbered with some of you folks. Some of you diggings, I don't know. But the rest of you, man, now I make light. I love these guys. I love you. But God has given us so much to be thankful for. But I, I'm nearly done. I want to finish this story. God does not discriminate in His blessing. God does not discriminate in His grace. But this story, though, it talks about these fellows that were all healed. Okay? But then there's something marvelous that is mentioned here towards the end of this text that we looked at here. It says, but, um, but one of them seeing that he was healed returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet and thanking him uh, and he was a Samaritan. Now, so there's, there's ten that get healed and there's just one that comes back. Now, there's one word in this text that describes every one of these fellows, okay? Uh, some translations give it to, but there's, there's definitely one. It, it says that they were all cleansed. Some, some translations says that they were healed and cleansed. You know, they, they were healed because it's a medical term. Their, their bodies were put back together. Uh, cleansed, they were able to, to be going back into society. They were socially acceptable again. Every one of them are described that way. Um, but then there's just one word to describe this one fellow. Because then it says in verse 17, And Jesus said, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. He is the only one that Jesus says was saved. Now that word saved is a really important word in the Bible. It's, in the Greek, it's, it's the word sozo. 
And whenever there were folks that were on, you know, on the ocean or on a on a lake, uh, they were in a great storm, and there was a shipwreck or a disaster, and they were rescued. They would say, "Sozo, sozo." You know, they were proclaiming, "Safe, I'm saved, I'm saved." I think it's a very particular word here that, 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 that the, author, the author of this book, Luke, uses. And I think it's a recording of what Jesus said. In the, in, in the beginning chapters of the book of Matthew, it's uh, the angel of the Lord told Joseph, uh, as we're coming up from the Christmas season, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save or sozo his people from their sins. Romans 10 verse 9, Paul says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved or sozo. It means salvation. It means forgiveness of sin. It means to be brought into relationship with God. And, and th th this text is not just about being thankful. This text is about having a heart transformed. And in our thankfulness, we worship God. Because we show that we are saved. And I just want to tell you, the thing that ails us in our country, the thing that ails us in our, in our culture, okay? It doesn't have to do with our politics. It doesn't have to do with our wealth. It doesn't have to do with our position in the world's eyes. It has to do with one thing. It has to do with our hearts. Are you right with God? It doesn't matter about church attendance. It doesn't matter about church membership and denomination. We've got folks from all different stuff. But I, I just want you to know, the people that have a changed heart, that worship God with fervency, are showing the fact that they have been saved. And, 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 and I tell you what, that, that is one of the most single, most important components mm -hmm. in our church. In fact, I'll just tell you a quick story, then I'm going to close and be done. Um, Whenever I preached uh, uh, for the, the committee that came to hear me preach, uh, I had a buddy over in Eden that was pastoring the church at First Baptist Eden. And I asked him uh, if, uh, if I could preach, because there were actually two churches. I only sent my, my, my resume to one church. I had some other friends that were sending my resume out to other churches. And uh, First Baptist Church, Goldway. And uh, First Baptist Church Mason are, wanted to hear me preach. And I, I, I made a mistake. Preacher candidates should never do this, but I had two churches come to hear me preach at the same time. I thought two birds with one stone. I only had so much vacation time. I was by vocation. So I had, a I had a group of people from Gulf Lake sitting over here listening to me preach. And I had a group of people over here from Mason listening to me preach. And I, I got to be honest, after I got done preaching, um, uh, uh, the pastor's wife from that first even came over and says, I oh, hope it's the church on this side because they really know how to worship. You know, they were really singing good. You know, the other Mason folks, you know, they were just kind of stoic about it, you know. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm so glad God called me to Mason because, you know, the, the authenticity of, of my church the fervency that they like to serve and sing and praise is the reason the Spirit of God is, is so amplified here and exemplified here so much. And, and there is a lot of gratitude. We're not a perfect church, but we're full of, we're, we have, we have a, a church family full of people that know God is the one that has saved us. God is the reason that we give glory and praise. It's not our circumstances. In fact, I think we got less money in the bank than we did whenever I came. 
We spend a lot more with two. God provides. And I'm so thankful for what God has done in my own personal family to bring me 39 years and, and to see these children that I've got to baptize here and to see the faith that's, that's just, just growing up in them, seeing the praises of how my kids are no scripture and, and to see their faith. It has a lot to do with, with them being a part of it. And the family that God has given me to lead and how he's led me and Rachel, it's also a lot to do with his church. But I just want to ask you, um, do you have much to be thankful for? The only reason I have anything to be thankful for is because of what God has done in my life. Forgive me of my sins. He called me to be a part of a faith family. He gave me his word and directions on how to live for him. And so I am full of gratitude and praise all the time. And I hope as you leave here, I hope you're full. You know, this is like the, the first sermon that I've got to preach in a full stomach in four years. Hey, you don't get to eat beforehand. But guys, I, I, I just pray. Whether if you came from another community and you're going to go back to your church later, I, I, I pray that your, your, your gratitude, your, the, the thankfulness of your heart would be infectious. If, if you don't have a church on, you live here, man, I, I hope that, that, that the gratitude and the thankfulness of this congregation has affected you. It's about Jesus. He's the one that's really infected. I pray gratitude and thankfulness for everyone. Would you pray with me? Father, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity, Father, that you have given us, Lord, to, Lord, to, to be the church, Lord, that you wanted us to be, Father. Lord, for using men and women, Father, that, uh, Lord, do nothing else but besides being obedient to you, to live according to your word, but also, Lord, to respond to your spirit moves them. And, Father, Lord, this, this gathering is a testimony to you. But, Father, if there's anyone in this room, Father, that is hurting, that is struggling, Father, Lord, maybe you're like those lepers, Father, that, Lord, that are, that are Lord, struggling with physical issues, they're struggling, Lord, with relationship issues or mental issues or, or any type of stress, Lord, just, just, Lord, just the circumstances of life, Father, I pray, Lord, that we, Lord, as the body of Christ can give people hope, Lord, just how we live our lives. But, Father, if there's anyone here this morning that does not have a relationship with you, Father, God, I pray, Lord, that they would not leave today, Lord, Lord, being far from you, God. Lord, there were those ten lepers, Lord, that you tell about in this story, Father. Lord, but that one, Father, he came to Jesus, Lord, broken emotionally and physically and spiritually. But Father, whenever he, he felt that encounter with you, Father, he, he, he was changed forever. And Lord, if there's anyone in this room this morning or this afternoon, probably now, God, that Lord, needs to be in a relationship with you, Father. Lord, they know that they're separated from you. But Lord, God, they want to be back in in a relationship, Father. Lord, they want to be part of the faith. And Lord, they want to have their gratitude restored. They want to have a heart that says, thank you every day because you've saved them. Father, as we, as we play this last song together, Lord, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would cause them to respond. Lord, wherever they stand to ask for that. Father, if they want to grab me or one of these other... Men in our church, Lord, to ask for prayer. Lord, I don't know what the response is, but God, God, I pray that you would make us stronger. Lord, so we can be a part of the solution, Lord, in our land. Lord, the struggling churches. Your Father, it all begins with an individual response. So as Keith comes up, they're going to they're gonna play a, uh, a song I have decided, and, I, and I'm going to ask you... Um, not to, not to move around just a whole lot. Uh, I am going to ask you if you're able to stand.
as we sing this song, but I, I just want you to do uh, one thing. If, if you're really struggling with this Thanksgiving season, uh, and you're having a hard time to be thankful, uh, I just want you to, where you're standing, I want you just to pray and ask God to reveal in your heart what He is doing in your life. And ask God to reveal in your heart um, the circumstances that, that you need to look beyond to, to recognize His goodness. But as you're standing there and you're thinking that, you're praying that, or maybe there's someone on your heart, maybe there's an issue on your heart that you're thinking about. And you're saying, you know what, this, this is beyond me. I, I need God's hand. I need God's help to fix, to fix his struggles. I, I just want you to come and ask for prayer for these prayers. But I just want, I want to warn you, just like Jay said, if you ask honestly and fervently, I'm gonna, I want you to know God's going to call you to do something. He's going to call you to obedience. He's going to call you to, to relationship. But God never fails. So we'll play this last song. If God calls you to respond, you do it. I'll wait here at the front. You don't have to stand if you can. It's not a big deal. But 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 you respond wherever you are. What God's calling you to do. I have
shared with us uh, over the last couple hours. Father, we just want to say thank you for them. Uh, but Lord God, as we uh, leave this place, I just ask, Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, 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 please, Father, Lord, remind us often, God, of how amazing you are. Father, I pray, Lord, that Lord, we, especially the First Baptist Church at Mason, Father, would live and walk in such a way in this community, Father, that, Lord, it is obvious, Father, who you are in our own lives, Father. And I pray you keep our, our church family safe wherever they go, Father, and Lord, keep our guests safe in the road. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.